Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to season three. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, season three of the Time Light Mint How Poetry Found Me podcast. It has been an amazing journey to make it to the third season. And in this season, I'm hoping to bring you still that level of enlightenment that it takes to be a great human being, hoping with the hopes of you being able to look at yourself and measure who you are and what you want to do with your life. And to continue the journey on and to understand, having the way you understand that the expression of writing is clarity in and of itself. And through this podcast, I want to try to break down not only the current issues of the day, but how, but how writing can be used to inspire you and make you, make you understand and appreciate the level of the day that you're in. In this season three, I'm hoping to go through the dynamics of just trying to talk about general health, which is what this first episode is about, and then just trying to break down the books as I see them in terms of the covers and the design that it take that it took for me to get them to where they are, and also allude to season episode, I mean, I'm sorry, and to allude to the third series that I've currently completed writing, and I got to get down to the editing process and then hopefully be able to find a great publisher to be able to help me publish the material and get it out to the masses so that people can see, so that you all can see the process that I went through to become the writer that I was up until book 16. Once again, it is my joy to have you here. And I just want to say up front, if you really want to understand the process of writing for me, I, I strongly encourage you to go back to the first series, the Time Lightning series, and pick up book number one. And you can pick that up on Amazon by typing my name, Leroy Fleming, L-E-R-O-Y-F-L-E-M-M-I-N-G. And also, if you want to go take a look at the web pages that was created for me during the process of getting everything connected to Amazon and to have my own look and appeal for what my books cover, you can also visit my website. That's www.time. L-I-G-H-T-E-N-M-E-N-T dot biz, one word. Or you can go to soulsplitting, www.s-o-u-l-s-p-l-i-t-t-i-n-g dot biz. You can go there and just view the work that I put in to show you all that I've been writing for a while and that you appreciate the process that I've gone through to get this far. Now with that out of the way, I want to just try to talk to you today on Season 3, Episode 1 about just general help. And a disclaimer up front, I'm not a professional. I don't know how to tell people what they need to do to take care of their bodies, but I'm just going to try to give you my experiences. And if you need any further help with that, there's a lot of nutritionists out there. There's a lot of doctors out there that are more than willing to help you feel a better body, better mind, better spirit, and to look at life. I can only share with you what I've gone through in my lifetime in terms of just trying to stay healthy or just trying to just appreciate the fact that I have life in me. And hopefully you'll be able to gravitate towards this and get with your physician or get with your doctor and understand what it takes for you to be healthy. When I speak about health, ladies and gentlemen, I have to go all the way back. I just can't start with you like day one here. I have to go all the way back to when I was a child, when I could recollect my mom saying these words to me when we were in the house and the sun was outside and other kids was outside. She would say, boy, y'all need to get out of here because there was five of us. And the boys mostly said, get out of here and play and get out of my face. 
go out and have some fun, but be back before the sunset. And when I when I look back at that, I took that in terms of me just want to go out hang out with the boys and to try to find my way through the maze that you know you're born into. And the main thing I remember is just running and hiding and trying to duck and dodge people of my age or older age and and just having fun releasing that energy being able to get out and take the sun in when it was warm and when it was cold I was must admit I was almost like a hermit I didn't like to be out in the cold but where I was from Phoenix in Alabama then you know it doesn't get like New York cold but it got cold enough for me and we'll go to school and have recess and you just get outside and play and have fun and do all those kind of things and those exercises they kind of kept me slender as you were saying if you look at a lot of young young kids when you let them play just have fun and just get out and enjoy there's an energy that comes along with that smile and the laugh and they get to expend all that pent up energy that's normally within them and I was a benefit of that I was a beneficiary of that when I started learning how to do that I was young by the time I got to junior high school I wanted to play sports and in playing sports that means that you still get out there and you get the 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 ability to be rugged and rough and tough and just exercise all the time and then when my mom would cook now I'm not going to sit up here and say that you know my mom we were like wealthy because we wasn't my mom had to create meals for us with the income that she had and whatever she would put on the table we would have to eat and it wasn't because she couldn't have where well, it wasn't because she was out there trying to get the most extravagant thing the thing was she had to feed her children when she had to feed her children just so that her children can live and see another day Obviously she did a good job because I'm still here and I'm talking to you guys and if you're listening to me your parents did a good job and obviously you're here because you're listening to me. But the thing about it is is growing up you you begin to understand the importance of just trying to eat right or the importance of just having food in your stomach to keep the body alive and healthy. And in the beginning when when we were eating when eating it wasn't necessarily the healthiest thing in the world but as your mom would do things she would bless it before you eat it regardless of what it was and i just grew up just understanding that whatever she put on the table you had to eat today we we let our kids be selective in terms of even when it comes to their nutrition we let them have their way at the table and for a lack of a better way of saying this If they're doing good in school, they're doing good and you want them to have a treat, then that's fine. But normally when you cook a meal, normally when a mother cooks a meal, she does it from her heart and she does it because of the nutritious factor that goes into making the child healthy in terms of the physical body and being able to digest what they're eating. Today we just have it where you just can eat anything you want. And I guess that's the the way society kind of has it now. Whatever you put up in front of a kid, they eat it or sometimes they push it away. The parents just let them get away with that and then they just let them have a way to give them what they want. I don't know if that's building a I don't know if that's building a better child or it's making the child realize that they can have what they want if they pout and complain about it and the world could kind of bend to their will. I don't get into the psychology of that. 
But I do know that when you're trying to feed a child, you got to first feed his mind, then feed their body and let her know that this is for your health. Regardless of how you feel about it, you need to eat it. And if you eat that, then the next time I get you a meal, then I'll give you this. Well, when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. There was no either or. My mom did the best she could with what she had, and we had to eat that, and we enjoyed it, and we loved it. When I got older, and I began to still exercise, I played basketball, I still did jogging. I wished I would have been on the track team when I was younger, but that's reflecting back. But I loved the game of basketball. I got out and I played basketball. I loved football, but I didn't play football. But all those exercises of just being in that environment still kept me running, still kept me agile, still kept me active. And whatever my mom would put on the table, I still consumed. Doesn't matter what it was, we just had to eat, you just consumed. But it, when I was young, when I got older, I realized I was, I was having headaches. And I couldn't figure out where the headache was coming from. My mom took me to the doctor. Nobody could figure out why I was having headaches. But when I would eat mass amount of food, I would get a headache and my mom would do the best thing any sensible mom would do. She'd say, well, just go in the house, turn the lights off, and go to sleep. And that's what that was the remedy. About two days later, it'll subside and then I'll be back to normal, but still eating because, you know, you just got to eat. When I reached college at Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama, there was the same thing. I was eating now, but I was getting headaches, and I just still couldn't figure out why I was still getting these headaches. And when I mean, I think they were migraine because my brain felt like it was loose inside my head. And one of the guys started talking to me about what do I eat. They started asking me, can you tell me what you eat? Now, these not physicians or anything like that. They just wanted me to tell them what I eat. And I had noticed that I, had cons- I was consuming a lot of pork products. doesn't matter whatever part of the pig that were either fried, baked, boiled, or whatever. That's what we was eating because that that's what we knew to be healthy or to be alive at the time. And the person suggested, well, everything that you've eaten seems to be okay, but you just probably need to cut out that pork because that pork has a lot of sodium in it. And by having a lot of sodium, that could be the reasons for your headache. And in my mind, I just in my mind, I said, okay, but I kind of I kind of brushed it off, really. But then. Sometime later, I began to think that, well, maybe, maybe this could be the issue. And I just started gradually cutting down on my consumption of pork. And as I began to cut down, my headaches subsided until they ultimately went away. And I don't have it. I don't have any severe headaches to this day. And it was just me just trying to listen to a whole host of people and reading up on things and just trying to understand what it takes for me to be healthy. And I'm just saying for me, this is me saying to you, in order for you to be healthy, you have to determine once you talk to your doctor, what is going to be healthy for you? What is a healthier way for you to live in order for you to appreciate the life that you have? Fast forward to a few years back. I was sitting with a young man one day and we were was eating steak and potato, but me, of course, I had chicken and vegetables and we had dessert. And we was just talking and I had an apple with me and a banana with me. And I said to the guy, I said, well, do you eat fruit? He said, I don't eat soft fruit. Well, I don't eat fruit at all. I don't eat soft fruit. And initially when I heard that, I started laughing because I, I, cause I had been eating fruits for a while and I couldn't understand that. 
And I said, well, you know, fruit help your digestive tract. He's like, nah, I don't do soft fruit. So that means he didn't do fruit. He just didn't do soft fruits. Don't know what that meant, but he said he didn't do fruit. And when I when I was thinking about my life, I was thinking about, well, what happens if you don't eat salads and fruits with the digestive tract being the way that it is? Because the body has to break down food and then it has to release it so that the body could still be healthy. But if you're not releasing it, then what could be, if you're not releasing it regularly, then what could be the consequences of that? There may not be any consequences to it, but our mindset was that fruits aren't really healthy for you. Steak and potato and bread, that is. I'm not saying that it's not, but there's not a balanced way of looking at it at that time. And when you think about health, you got to understand, or I'll just put it to you this way. Whenever you look out in the, into the world, beyond the world of man, I mean, once we get out of our bubble and we look at the rest of nature and how it functions, nature doesn't gobble itself up. It doesn't turn on itself. It doesn't overindulge in anything. It takes what it needs for the day and then it rests. And then the next day it gets up and do the same thing. It never takes more than what it needs. Even when they show you the nature channel or whatever it is they show you about nature, they never consume more than what they need for the day. Human beings are a little bit different. Of course, our mentality is far greater than that of the species of the world in the sense of we take material, we take products, we cook it, we store it, and we have it for later and when you're doing things of this nature you are giving yourself an opportunity to have something for the next day and when you do that you're giving yourself the opportunity to indulge for today have something for tomorrow and our mind and the way we live is like that I think with 7.5 billion people on the planet increasing and decreasing simultaneously you got to be able to have some wares with that. And most of the time that comes with that is the fruits, your grains, and your vegetables. Those things that the body really treasures and needs all the time. Protein in terms of meat and all that stuff. Everything that we do for the body is great. And like most doctors say, when you do it in moderation, your body can heal itself and make itself better. How many of you, when you talk to your doctors or you talk to your friends or you talk to someone that's living a different lifestyle than you in terms of health, that you ask some questions about what they consume and why they consume it and the reason for it. And even if they gave you the answer that you're looking for, right, you probably wouldn't take their advice because you're used to eating the way that you're used to eating. And I just want to state up front, I'm not telling you how to eat, when to eat, or what you need to do to, to make yourself healthier, but I just want you to question why you eat the way you eat why do you consume the way that you consume and why haven't you taken all of the food groups to put them on your dinner plate and make yourself realize that all of the stuff are intricate in terms of the body being able to function in this world now myself as an example I did I had to terminate pork and beef from my life and try to find a way to live. I terminated 
all proteins for a while, but then I had to bring back the proteins that I felt that would be necessary to live my life better. I did increase my vegetable intake, my fruit intake, and I try to stay hydrated by drinking as much water as I can. And then some doctors, when you listen to them, they say, well, water doesn't always have to be consumed like through water, but you get water from your vegetables and things like that. But nonetheless, you got to drink the proper amount of water, reduce the amount of liquor and alcohol that you put in your body. Just the basic things that they normally say to the human being in order to make the human being body function as well. But there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. And some of us don't even have a, a good meal one day, let alone every day. And the human beings out here struggling to to stop the need of feeling hungry by eating what's in front of them. And I was listening to Shannon Sharp when he said that he was growing up. He said that anything that his mom, that they put on the table, <laughs> he ate. <laughs> Doesn't care what, didn't care what it was. They learned how to hunt. Whatever he needed to do to eat, that's what he needed to eat. And that's what he needed to do, needed to, do to, to stay alive and stay healthy. And once he got to the NFL and he started making money, he reduced some of that and started eating healthier and started eating better and been able to take care of his body as a pro athlete. Well, you don't have to be a pro athlete to do what he does. If you just listen to how he takes care of himself and you apply that to your life, then you're going to get the same results. And when, you, when you're aiming to be healthy, you're aiming to make sure that whatever you eat in your life is giving you the maximum benefit to the world at large. It, make, it makes you appreciate the value of the day that you have going forward. And then there's Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. And he, you know, he works out a lot and he ends up publishing or talking about intermittent fasting. And that's something that has been done throughout the ages. But he explains to them that he eats a meal at 8 o'clock in the morning and he doesn't eat for another 16 hours or another 12 hours just so that his body will have time to rest and break down the food that it has and then they go back and replenish it once again. And that requires a lot of discipline. And when people are sharing information with, with you on that level, what they're trying to get you to understand is he just didn't get this way overnight. It's a certain discipline that he had to follow to get to where he is, along with his workout regimen and the supplements that he takes and all of the things that it takes to make him healthy. You don't have to do what he does. You just need to find out what method can you use to make your body respond appropriately and healthy so that you can have better living. There's a lot of information out there for us to grab a hold to and to hold on to that and to make our lives healthier. And by him breaking down the intermittent fasting, what it says to me is that when the human mind is conditioned and it has discipline, it can overcome anything. For him to work out that hard and to eat that way means that his mind has that discipline to understand that this is what I got to do to maintain the physique that I have, and to be healthy at the same time. Now, my takeaway from that is, what do I need to do to maintain my health 
and make sure that my discipline can yield me the same results. And when you can find out, you take bits and pieces from everybody after you consult with your doctor or you want to experiment on your life on your own, take your own health into your own hands, then you have to find out what's going to actually be the overall equation to you being healthy and living your maximum life. You have to find a way to get the maximum capacity out of your age, no matter what your age group may be. But when you're a child, you're meant to run wild and do those things. And parents have to watch over you to say, you need to slow down, calm yourself down, eat your food, go to bed, wake up, go to school, whatever the routine may be for the child. But when you become the adult, then you yourself have to look at the arduous process of being healthy. And you have to be willing to commit to be healthy for yourself in order for your children to commit to being healthy for themselves. That means when they get older, will they do everything that you prescribe? No. But it does mean that you're trying to get them a regimen, something that is a routine for them to follow so that when they go out into the world, they can best discipline themselves accordingly. And we must be able to find a way to discipline ourselves accordingly in order to build a better world. And the world is never built better until the human being determines what better is. If you look around the world with all these amazing and astonishing developments that are happening at a rapid pace in our lives, we have to ask, are we really making the human being better? Not the contraptions of the Internet, the phones and the technologies that we need to evolve into. But what about the human being and their heart and their lungs and their kidneys and their digestive tract and their veins and their hearts and their arteries and, and their mind and their eyes and their mouths and their teeth and their teeth and the tongue in which we use to speak? Or are we trying to make all of that harmonious enough so that when we embrace the technology, the human being that's advancing along with it is becoming more efficient and effective in terms of living on the planet that we have. I think our health, ladies and gentlemen, is by far the most important thing that you can have. If you have a lot of money and you have poor health, it doesn't matter. If you have no money and have great health, it matters. But if you are able to understand that your life matters, whether you are rich or lack income, you can still try to eat right to the condition that you can function so that you can be healthy and you can exercise right so that whatever you're taking in, the body can break that down, realize what you're doing, adjust and keep you as healthy until you can do better. And the main thing about us is we got to be able to do better. We, we have to be able to take control of the one thing that we have in life. And Dr. Here talks about it. Religious books talk about it. it that is you being able to control your mind. Anytime you see a successful person, they have control of their mind. They have given into what it takes to be successful. They got a process involved and they have given over to that process to achieve success. A person that has a poor eating habit or feel that they have a lack of anything, they have surrendered to the thoughts in their mind, therefore having taken control of their mind and they're being led by the emotions of what it takes to live. We are... We are equipped human beings, I mean, to be the most extraordinary beings on the planet. And we are the most extraordinary beings on the planet. 
No other species on the planet can do what we do to the level that we do it on. But when it comes to our health, the other species do a lot better than we do because they only eat what they need. We just eat for the sake of eating. I mean, there's, there are people in the world, ladies and gentlemen, that, that can take all the vegetables, all the protein, all the beans, and they can mix it in a concoction and spice it up and make it taste amazing. You think that this is the best cook in the world. And you can eat that. And you can eat whatever spices they put on the meat, whatever they put on the beans and rice, and consume all of that. They can flavor the water for us and give us the juices to drink. They can give us the, the spirits, the alcohol, and the wine. They can give us all of that. But if we don't have control over our minds, we can overindulge. And doctors say that over, overindulging in anything is bad. But I can tell you the one thing that overindulging is not bad for is actually beneficial. The one thing that overindulging is great on is meditation. And meditation simply means that you're going to try to shut out the outside noise and you're going to try to calm the internal noise so that your mind can be radiant enough to respond to the issues at hand. When you're able to meditate, you begin to see clearly in your mind your wants, your needs, your desires. And then if you take along with that, you have to implement. You have to get your mind to understand what does it take to be healthy. And if you can meditate on that, and you can get revelations from that. You can kind of, you can make your life better. And that's why after they told me about my pork situation back in the day, I stopped eating it. I reflected on it. Now I don't have any headaches. And the postscript to this is when I was younger, when I was in college, I went back to my mom and I said, Mom, you know what? I don't have headaches anymore. And she said, why? I said, well, Mom, I, the, 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 these guys at work told me not to eat pork. And since I hadn't eaten any pork, then I feel I feel better. My my head does not bang at all. Only time I have a little tension is when I don't eat. And she said, "Okay, that, well that's good." I I said, "Well, you know, when I have to come here for you, I hope that you can find another way to cook those greens for me or or food for me." And I went and I left it at that. And when I came back, come to find out, my mom was putting turkey in her greens, and she said that she couldn't taste the difference and may she rest in peace wherever she is now but those are just things that and don't get me wrong I didn't try to change nothing about how my mom grew up but I just tried to tell her what works for me and she did that for me and that's what a mother would do they always have your best interest at heart they always want to make sure that you're healthy happy and sane once you reach that age where you have to take care of yourself, where you're no longer under her roof, then you have to determine for yourself what's going to be healthier for you. And when you're able to determine that, then you're able to do amazing things with your life. And the thing about life is you want to be amazing at all times. You want to be alert at all times. You don't want to be sluggish. You don't want to eat things that are going to slow you down. You want to be alert. And you want to still eat to enjoy life too. You don't, you don't want to just like totally cut everything out of your life where you feel like just eating vegetables is the only way to live. Man, God put a lot of things out here for us to enjoy. But it's reasonable. You have to be reasonable about how you eat. You have to balance your diet out. And I don't have a solution for you for that. 
I just look at my life and I just try to balance my life out. And you should all do the same. You should all take your health. You should not take your health for granted. You should be able to understand that to live on this planet requires perfect health, as perfect as it could be to be harmonious with the universe and the environment and then being able to take charge of your own destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for for listening to this podcast. I really want you to get out and figure out after you talk to your doctors or nutritionists that you found a way to make your life work. You found a way to make sure that you can find a happy balance. If you're going to do what Dwayne The Rock Johnson do and do intermittent, intermittent fasting, research that and find out what that means. If you want to incorporate meditation, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of yoga instructors around that there's a lot of books that you can read there's things on YouTube that you can listen to to try to get your mind to become in harmony with the world at large and you just want to try to make sure that when you take charge of your life that this is the direction that you want to go now nobody can change you and this is something that I always talk about in my writings or this is what I talk about when I do a Facebook live or when I do a podcast nobody can change you but they can give you information and you can process that information and you can gradually make change to yourself. Ultimately, the only person that can decide whether or not they're going to change is going to be you and me. And we have to make sure that once we make those changes or stay the same, that we can live with the consequences of our actions. If we can do that, then we can harmonize the world. And I would also tell you, please take a look at nature. Just see the beauty of it. Just get past the bubble of man. And look beyond the bubble that we have created so that we can see this beautiful planet and how it operates. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for season three, episode one, where I try to talk about the health and what it takes to be a happy, rational, insane person. And if you want more information about my work, just please visit Amazon. Type my name, Leroy Fleming, and you'll see my series of books, which is 10 that has been published to this point. The goal from the creator was to write 16, which I have accomplished. And going forward in the next episode, I'm going to try to break down the, the graphics on the on each book and try to talk about the internal contents of the book and how that and how they will relate to the world at large. And in closing, ladies and gentlemen, there's three quotes that I often use on my podcast to show people that. The thought process of human being is synonymous with health. It's synonymous with the scale of positive and negative, And it's also illuminating what is actually in us. The first one comes from Dr. Hill. It says, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. Whatever you set in your mind, and in this particular episode, I talk about health. If you can conceive the idea of you wanting to be healthy and you get an image of that, and if you get out there and you work at it, then you can't achieve it. The next one is from Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, you can't plant better, you can't dominate. Simply, say, simply stated that if your health, if you're planting seeds in your mind about being healthy and you get the discipline to want to be healthy, when you get out there and you start implementing the steps that it takes for you to do that, you you will see the results of you being able to dominate your own life. And if your techniques work, then you should be able to share with the rest of the world so that their lives can be happy, healthy, sane, and rational. And the last one comes from myself. It says that life does not require more from you. 
life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours. And if you could do that, then you can see your dreams manifest themselves in your life. And, and this episode is about health. If you choose to take advantage of your 24 hours and you find a way to want to make your life healthier, whatever steps you implement, given time for the fact that you, you, you didn't start out this way. Tony Robbins said you didn't start out this way, but if you find the right regimen and you can keep those steps implemented, then there's no reason why you can't have a disciplined life like the universe in which we live in. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leroy, and I want to thank you once again for joining me for season three, episode one of my podcast. I'll be coming back with episode two where I'm going to break down the cover and the content to volume number one, two-time lightning. I'm going to try to proceed through all 10 of them unless I have another subject matter to, to bring forth to you. Once again, I thank you wholeheartedly. I hope that you have an amazing life. I, like, I would like for you to share and talk about this podcast. I would like for you to, to subscribe to Anchor and listen to the seasons one and two as I carry on with season three. I think that you'll find a lot of valuable information in the information that we're putting out. And I thank Anchor for giving this platform to me and the entire world for people to get out and do their own podcast from home or wherever you may be. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. <laughs>